Thank you for listening to the Shanghai Community Fellowship Podcast. To find out more about the SCF community, listen to sermons, and upcoming events, visit us at shanghaifellowship.org. Welcome, everybody. And today is the third Sunday in the Lent season, and the, uh, the third Sunday in our Lent series, which is called the Spring of Our Renewal. Lent is a time of preparation. This is a time where we prepare ourselves toward the resurrection of Jesus on Easter Sunday. Easter is a, a most important event in our Christian calendar. Easter, in fact, is the most event in our Christian calendar. And uh, to know more about the past two uh, sermon, you can go and check on our WeChat page. And today we are going to talk about the spring of our testing. The spring of our testing. You know, when God calls us into a journey, these calls come with promises. These calls come with promises. And, and the promises is where God, he wants us to trust him as he's calling us. And there is so many promises that the Lord has made. But you know that if you live quite a while on this earth, that as God, he calls us into a journey. He calls us into a life of trusting him. But you know, trust is not always easy. It's not always easy, especially when it comes to testing. So throughout our life, we may face many tests and trials, big and small, that challenges our faith. You know, we, we go through many things in this journey, which can, can challenge, can shake our faith, which can challenge our ability to persevere. Both, but in this moment, in these moments of challenges, we have the opportunity to grow. We have the opportunity to deepen our trust in God. And we have the opportunity to come out stronger. This is when you go through this testing. And the Bible has a lot of story about testing. In fact, if we open, if we open the Bible from the beginning to the end, we see a lot of testing. But Today, in this sermon, we are going to look at one story, and that is the story of the Israelites. In fact, there's a lot of testing. In fact, God took them into a journey of 40 days, and in this journey that he took them, there's a lot of testing. And we will look at one story. That is the story of Meribah, where Israel had a challenge, and that challenge was their lack of water when they were in the wilderness. So we will look into this. We will look into this story. We will see what has happened. We will see at the ways God uses testing to shape us, to mold us into people he wants us to be. So we will look into this story. We will go deep we will, we will explore and see what God wants us to tell us. And 
At the end, we will see how we can relate. We today, you and I can relate when we go through testing because there is a good opportunity when we go through testing. So let's see now the first point, which is uh, the story of uh, Israel at Meribah. And this story is uh, when Moses took the Israelites going into the, uh, the promised land. They went through the wilderness. So it arrived that uh, they ran out of water and they began to complain to Moses. They began to complain because water they didn't have. And this is, this is uh, a quick reaction whenever there is something that you, you are used to but cannot have, cannot get access. And this story is the water that they could not have. And the Israelites, many times in the story, we will see that they started complaining. They were frustrated. They were frustrated and they express it. They express their frustration. And this is what they said in Exodus 17, 1 to 3. The whole Israelite community set out from the desert of Sin, traveling from place to place as the Lord commanded. So the Lord took them from places to places and they were following. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. This is the problem. There come the problem. So they quarrel with Moses and said, you know, after the problem, God took them from one place to another place. And there come the problem. And this is what they say. Give us water to drink. Moses replied, why do you quarrel with me? This is now the, the, the conversation between Moses and the Israelites. Why do you put the Lord to test? So by Moses saying that, Moses is saying that their action, they were in fact quarreling they were testing god but the people were thirsty for water there and they grumbled against moses because there was no re result they grumbled they said and this is one thing that they said with their grumbling you will see that whenever this sometime also happened to me and you and this is what they say why did you bring us up out of Egypt to make us and our children and livestock die of thirst. Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to make us and our children and livestock die? And so this is what they said. They said, and, and the story continued that they wanted to stone Moses. And Moses what did Moses do in comparison? Because the first they complain, they grumble, they said many things. In fact, Moses translated it and said that they tested God. And this is what Moses, Moses did. In fact, of responding it back, he cried out to God for help. He cried out to God for help. And God gave him a command. And through the command, we continue the story that he, he commanded and what is Moses followed and finally they receive and they receive the water. So now 
these Israelites, they were fully, they were into complain. And what they did, they did not trust him. In verse 8, they show an act of unbelief. So now, some, some years later, in the book of Psalm, David will have some comment on this event. And you know, David, David is one of the most tried and tested figure in the Bible. David is someone who has gone through many situations, many uh, 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 testing. And we will see this, we will see this in uh, Psalm 95, 7 to 9. And uh, the psalmist see in this action, the action of the Israelites, an act of unbelief and rebellion against God. So now the, the psalmist David is taking this story and try to give comments and try to give advice. And this is what he says. If you would only listen to his voice. The Lord says, don't harden your heart as Israel did at Meribah. This is what he said. He's referring to the story that we uh, talked earlier. The Lord says, don't harden your heart as Israel did at Meribah, as they did at Massa in the wilderness. For there your ancestor tested and tried my patience, even though they saw everything I did. Now, this is now... Uh, 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 the psalmist saying that what they did, the Israelites hardened their hearts. So this action that we, we were talking earlier, they hardened their hearts at Meribah by refusing to trust in God's provision and care that he will provide for them. They refused to trust in God's provision and care despite is miraculous display of power. This is what he's even saying. Even though they saw everything I did, and we will see that again and again, Israel has been complaining, even though they see a big display of God's power. So here, there is very something very important that we need to see. By this action, is advising us that do not hurt do not harden your heart as Israel did. So we will see some elements. We will see some elements that, uh, some symptom. What are the symptom? What are the symptom? What are the, the elements that can, can point to us that uh, this is the symptom of a hard heartedness in this? Just like, just like, uh, if we would like to, to determine that this person have COVID, we can see through the symptom and, and, and di directly say that this person might have this disease. And these are the elements that demonstrate the hard heartedness. We see here that they complain. They complain to Moses of the lack of water. They doubted that God was able to be with them. They doubted that God was with them. And number three, we see that they accused Moses and God to bring them in the wilderness for them to die. 
So this is another thing. This is another element that proves that their hardness. So that number three, they tested God by asking him to prove his presence. They tested God by asking him to prove his, his presence and care by providing water. And we see that they rebelled against Moses and God's leadership by refusing to follow the instruction. And this has been happening. So the psalmist is, is, is telling us at the same time, at that time that he was telling that do not repeat the same mistake. And this element demonstrates a lack of faith and gratitude towards God. And we know from story, we, we know from the book that uh, because of that, many of the people who left Egypt, in fact, all of them who, leave, who, who left Egypt, they could not enter the promised land because they were punished because of their lack of faith and gratitude towards God. So the psalmist is reminding us not to repeat the same mistake. This story is reminding us that in times when we don't understand what is going on, in times when we don't understand what is happening, in times when we have an impression that God is distant to us, in, in, in time where we don't really uh, picture what is going on, the psalmist is saying, don't harden your heart. This is an advice that we should take today, me and you. And as much as you and I don't like testing, in fact, I don't like testing, and I know that you and I don't like testing. We don't like go through uh, a, a testing season. But oftentimes, what we have to know, God will allow these things to happen he will allow us to go through testing because there is something that he wants to teach us. There is something that he wants us to get when we go through it. And we know that testing reveals your heart. Testing reveals your heart. Testing can reveal. Testing can show, can display, can uncover. Testing can reveal your heart. Testing can help you to see what is inside your heart. Testing can help you to see your motivation. Testing can expose your fear. Testing can expose your desire. Testing can show you what is below and put it under the surface so that you can deal with it. And this can help you to recognize area where you can do better. That's why we say that testing reveals your heart. It can help you recognize area where you can do better to grow, to change, like repenting of something. Testing produces a robust faith. In difficult circumstances, we have the opportunity to trust in God's faithfulness and provision. Testing can help you to grow because uh, the result after going through and enduring and being persevered and continuing to trust, 
you will see that your faith will grow into maturity. It is through testing we can learn to rely more on God fully and to grow our faith as we see him work in our life. Testing and growth, many times testing and growth are connected. There is no growth without testing. So, so whenever we go to test, testing, you and I, there is a possibility, there is an opportunity for growth. And you know, challenges and difficulties can provide opportunity for personal and spiritual growth. So when you see testing, your perspective should change because if you go through testing and you rely on God and you depend fully on God, growth is closed. So these two things are connected. These two things are connected. When we face challenges and testing situation, we are often forced to step outside of our comfort zone. We are often confronted to go beyond our limitation. We, 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 we are often called to confront our limitation. And this uncomfortability, this painful, it is painful at time, but it can be a chance for growth. It can be a chance for change. Testing refines our character. Testing refines our character. Testing can help us to develop quality like patience, perseverance, faithfulness, and humility. And in fact, by, by going through testing, you will see that you will gain some new character. I will just give one example about uh, testing that refines your character. I believe that with these three years that we've come through, there is some things that we've learned in Shanghai, in China. I know that this testing has refined my character. It has given me, though I, uh, it's not like I, I didn't have, but I had patience, but I became more patient and God continued to teach me about this. So testing can refine your, your, your character. And as we endure testing, we have the opportunity to become more like Christ and to be transformed by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes during the testing to transform us. The Holy Spirit comes through our testing, through this period of testing, to make us more like Christ. That is the work that the Holy Spirit does through the testing. Sometimes this transformation does not come when everything is well. Sometimes this, this transformation don't come. So it's through testing that's the Holy Spirit uses to transform us and bring some new character and, and help us to grow. And finally, testing will, will bring glory to God. Ultimately, the plan of God, the plan of God when he allows us to go to testing is to bring 
glory to his name is to bring glory to his name. And as we trust him and rely on his strength and to overcome our trial and tribulation, we demonstrate his power and faithfulness to others and bringing honor to his name and bringing honor to his name. Now, what we've said about uh, uh, why does God allowing this testing? Uh, there is there is something that Paul says in Roman 5. He says like, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. Because uh, when he's saying this, is really speaking to you and me because sometimes it's not really pleasant. We don't feel comfortable. But this is what he says. For we know that they help us develop endurance to contribute to what we're saying on top. That the trials, the problems help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthen our confidence, hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us. Because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. This is what we are saying. The Holy Spirit will not leave us when we go through testing. Thus, the Holy Spirit will fill our hearts with his love. That's what we, we, we say that uh, the Holy Spirit will come and will transform us into the people that God wants. And this happened during the testing and it requires us to endure, to go through, to rely on him, to trust on him. As I go through the testing, as you go through testing, we develop steadfastness. The quality depends our character and deepen test results in hope. As we go through testing, we develop steadfastness. As we go through testing, we develop that quality and we know that God is always there to be with us, a believer's hope. The Holy Spirit give us that assurance of God's love for us. So in the testing, we are not alone. In the testing, we are not alone. The Holy Spirit is always there to give us the assurance of God's love for us. David reminds us that uh, in Psalm 95 that we should not take the same mistake. We should not take the same mistake. We should not, we should not harden our heart. You and I should not harden the, the, our heart. As he was, he was telling in the book of, of Psalm, rather than testing God and hardening your heart, trust the process. Trust the process. Trust the process. The process means like trusting the process means like persevere, perseverance, having faith, patience and trust. Instead of hardening your heart, instead of testing God, trust the process. Trust that God is working something. God is doing something. And you know that trusting the process can lead to 
spiritual growth. Trusting the process can lead to great intimacy with God. And trusting the process can increase faith and hope. Many times, trust becomes uncomfortable because we want to know the end from the start. This is, this is true. Many times, we, we don't like testing because we don't like to go through things that we don't control because we want to know the end from the start. Just like, just like I don't know, we, uh, if I knew, if I knew what was going to happen in 2020 all the way to 2023, maybe I might choose differently. Maybe I might choose differently, but that does not mean that I should not trust God. I should not rely on God. In fact, that is even the reason to rely on God because he's the one who sees the tomorrow from the start. So, uh, and, and this was the reason why, this was the reason why the Israelites asked this question, is God with us or not? Why do you bring us from Egypt to here so that our children and I will die? Or is even this God who called us to go into this wilderness, is he with us or not? Because we want to know the end from the beginning, from the start. Instead of that, instead of that, let you and me trust the process. Trust that God is unfolding the story or the situation. God is bringing something new. In fact, God is the Alpha and the Omega. Is the beginning and the end. We is, is, is worth trusting because he knows from the beginning to the end. And he's calling us, you and me, to trust him, not to care about what is on the end, what is, what is happening at the end. He wants us to trust the process, to trust that he's unfolding something beautiful, he's unfolding something, something beautiful for us. And trusting the process can lead to a transformative experience. This trusting the process can lead to a transformation in our life, in a, in, in a person. And there's an illustration, a very good illustration. That is the encounter of Jesus and uh, the woman at the well, the woman from Samaria. It comes that Jesus came at the well and they were, they were exchanging. They were talking. They were talking. And, and Jesus asked for water. In fact, it also comes with water. Whenever you have a desire, you are thirst, you go and ask for, 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 for water. And Jesus asked for the water. To, to, to the, the woman of Samaria. So they engage in a conversation. They engage in a conversation. And a bit by bit, a bit by bit, we see that this conversation by, by, by the woman giving her attention, giving her ear to listen to what Jesus had to say. There is something, there is a transformation. There is something that's occurred there. So we read in John 4, 39 to 42. Many Samarians from the village believe in Jesus because the woman has said, he told me everything I ever did. 
So after this conversation of, of Jesus and the woman of, Sam, of Samaria, at some point where Jesus said, go in the village and bring your husband, she, she, she said, like, I do not have a husband. And, and Jesus said that, in fact, he's not your husband, the one that you are, you, you are with now. And she really, at, after that conversation, she started faith, trust, started building up. She started trusting in what he is saying. And we continue. When they came out, so this is the story now that she went in the village. She went in the village to relate, to, to tell everything that has happened, that I've seen the Messiah. And this is what they said, 40. When they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in their village. So he stayed for two days, long enough for many more to hear his message and believe. Then they say to the woman, now we believe, not just because of what you told us, but because we have heard him ourselves. Now we know that he is indeed the savior of the Lord. So. It took the woman at the well to trust the process, to trust that God, Jesus was doing something. Jesus was bringing something. It, it took the woman to trust the process. She was willing to engage with Jesus. She was willing to engage with Jesus in a conversation. As Jesus speak to her, the woman begins to trust him more and more. As Jesus was continuing asking questions and, and unfolding and talking, she became, she became open and she, she started trusting him more and more. And in fact, in this conversation, we see another level that she was willing to be vulnerable and honest with Jesus. This is what happened. This is what happened when you trust that he is doing something. She was she, she started trusting him more and more. And we can see that the, the, the high peak was at the time that Jesus revealed his true identity. She put faith in him and becomes a witness to his power and love. We see at the end that many people believe. In fact, the, 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 the people in the village, they even wanted Jesus to stay. And many believe. Just for that conversation, just by trusting and allowing her to be with Jesus, to continue this conversation, not knowing what was the intention, what Jesus wanted, but she willingly opened and, and, and accepted this conversation. Many things happen. Many things happen. A big transformation happened. We see that many people came to faith. And in fact, for her first time, she witnessed about Jesus and many people believed because that the scripture said she did not need any, any training to, to, to teach about how to believe in Jesus. Just by her testimony, many came. Trusting the, the process can bring a transformative experience. So now, one to two, five things to learn how to relate to God during testing. Five things that's required from us in order to go through testing and grow and to come out stronger on the other side. Five things that are required from us 
in order to go through testing and to grow and to come out stronger on the other side. Five things what we need to do when we go through testing. Number one, we need to trust in God. About trust, there is so many things that have been said. I will still encourage you to go on uh, our YouTube page where you will see, you will hear the last sermon about trust. But here, what you need to do when you go to testing, you need to trust in God. Proverbs 3, 5, 6 says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Trust in God. The first thing that we need to do, we need to continue to trust. So when I and you go through testing, I and you go through a time where I feel like God, I am praying, but God is not listening. God is not doing, I'm not saying something. We need to continue to trust. As Pastor Dale said, is like going full in. It's like going all in. You are jumping in, not one foot outside, not one foot inside. All your foot in. You need to fully trust him when you are going through Testing, just as Proverbs says, he says like, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Number two, as I was saying, because after trusting, we need to voice your challenges. You need to voice your challenge to God in difficult times. Voicing your challenge to God in difficult times puts us in a good company. We need to learn to pray about these challenges, what I am going through, what I am having a situation. I remember that a um, couple of years when uh, I, I went through a testing time with my legs that I could not work, I could not do anything, but is uh, with the instruction that God gave me that we should continue to pray. I should continue to pray. And I believe that, I believe there is power in prayer. And in fact, not just praying for our need, but voicing your challenges, bringing before God that these are the challenges, these are the things that I do not understand. And I did that. And I know and I've seen that today I can even stand because some other time in the past, the doctor said to me that it's very hard. We need, you need the surgery. Your leg will not be able to walk. But I trusted in God during this time. I trusted God from the bottom of my heart and I voices my challenges. This is my testing. I brought them to before God. And the rest, as we can say, the rest is history. Now I am working. Now I can be sharing this word. So voicing your challenge is something that you can do. You can do when you are going through testing. And it is important, number three, that 
you keeping God's words in your heart, keeping God's words in your heart is through, is uh, during this testing time that you need to keep God's words in your heart. You know, I can give an example about Jesus. You know, Jesus um, uh, uh, um, triumph or he could win the, the temptation of the devil using the word of God. He said, it is written. It is written. And you know, the, chief, the, the, the Israelites, they failed into this because they did not keep God's words. Some will say this way. Psalm 119.11 I have hidden your words in my heart that I might not sin against you. So keeping God's words in your heart is good. Which will lead me to the fourth point is guard your heart above all else. Because during the time where there is wave, there is wave, there is challenges, you are prone to fail. But during this time, as we said earlier on, there is growth if you can rely on God, if you can trust on God, if you can voice your, your, your challenges, if you can keep the word of God in your heart and guarding your heart above all else. Proverbs 4.23 will say, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. It is important you and I guard our hearts because the enemy of our soul, the enemy of our soul is there rolling around looking for this opportunity when you are tested, when you are going into some challenges, even you are going into some difficult situation and come and tempt you. Mind, if you don't have the word, you will fall. So we need to be very, very careful what we allow to influence and impact our thoughts emotion and attitude so it's very important that we guard our hearts it is important that you and i guard our hearts when we go when i go when you go through testing by doing so we protect ourselves from negative influences we protect ourselves from negative influences. And by negative influences, we're protecting ourselves from the devil that is looking for how he can devour. So, and, and this way, it will ensure, it will ensure that our hearts are aligned with God's will and purpose. It will allow that we align our hearts are aligned with God's will and purposes. Guarding our hearts can help us to stay focused on God and his promise. Guarding our hearts can help us to stay focused on God and his promises. So it is very important. And, 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 and finally, we need to cultivate and practice gratitude. So when you are going through challenges, it is very important that you find something that you can be grateful for. Something that you can be grateful for. And uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.18 will say, Give thanks in all circumstances, 
For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So it is very important. It is important that when I go, when you and I listening to me to, uh, today, that when we go through testing time, it is important and it's very crucial that we remain grateful because complain is very easy. If, uh, if I just open, when you're going to testing, I, start, I, I just ask you a question. How are you? How was your week? You will start complain from beginning to the end. Because it's easy. But here, we are encouraged. Me and you are encouraged that we should cultivate and practice gratefulness. We should, we sh we should cultivate and practice gratefulness, being being grateful, we should practice gratitude every single day, especially during the time when we are, we are, we are tested. The testing and struggle can affect our relationship with the Lord positively or negatively. Testing and struggle, when we go through testing, this can affect our relationship with God positively or negatively. There is one question to be asked when we go through this situation. There is one question that we need to ask ourselves when we go, when the testing you go, the testing you go through can stretch your faith or shrink it. Which do you want? Which do you want? So when, when you go through testing, there is two things. There is a question that we need to ask. The testing I go through can stretch my faith, can stretch your faith or shrink it. Which do I want? Which do you want? Because we say that there is a great opportunity. There is transformation. There is increase of faith. There is spiritual growth when we go through testing. So faith in God is capable of growing in most difficult time. But, you know, uh, 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 this stretching, this stretching you choose, you choose to trust in God. You choose to pray. You choose to keep the word of God. You choose to guard your heart. You choose to practice gratitude. So this stretching will not come just like this. It comes with a choice. So what do you choose? But having undergone all the tests and temptation of human life, Jesus is able to help those who are being tested. Because Jesus has been there. That's, that's, that's our hope. That's our hope. And this, that should be our hope for our journey from the start that we, we start the journey that this life that I'm living, Jesus has undergone all these situations. All this testing, he knows. In fact, Hebrew 2.18 says, Since he himself has gone through suffering and testing, he is able 
to help us when we are being tested. He is able to help us when we are being tested. Jesus is able to help you and me to go through this testing, to go any testing, because he has been there. You know, it's always good when to get, uh, to get counseling or to get uh, advice from someone who has been there. And in this matter of the spirit, Jesus has been there. In this matter of testing, Jesus has been there. And Hebrew is saying that God is able to help us when we are being tested. There is no temptation, we will say, there is no temptation for the Lord who there is no temptation that is great. There is no temptation that is great for the Lord because God will help us. God will help us resist all this temptation. We will be put to test, but with God, strength will be victorious. We will be victorious because we are with God. And that should be our our focus, we, wish we should be staying there that Jesus is here with me. Jesus has gone through this and I can go through. Instead of complaining, instead of hardening the heart, let's trust the process. Let's trust that God, Jesus is doing something. And in fact, the Holy Spirit is working along to confirm, to show God's love. And we need to be open and see and God will help us. He is able to help us when we are being tested. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, God. We bless you that you are with us. That you have undergone all the testing and temptation that you are able to help us when we go through testing. So God, I pray that you will continue to be with us in every circumstance. I pray that God, you will teach us that when we go through testing, that we will rely more on you. We will trust more on you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will help us to keep your word. I bless you. I bless all the people who have listened to us. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen.